This week on the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell, your host, discuss the Sabbath School lesson titled Spirit-Empowered Witnessing in Preparation for Sabbath August 1st. Join us as we explore how we can witness filled with the Holy Spirit. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, so this is Lesson 5, Spirit-Empowered Witnessing. And the memory text this week is, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Acts chapter 4, verse 31, New King James Version. Well, I wish I was there, Buster, to have witnessed this, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, amen. This is this is more than ever the the thing that we need today. Uh, I was just talking with a, a family, and their extended family has been coming together on Sabbath mornings, and they've been praying. And she mm-hmm. she explained to me she's the matriarch of the family, but she says she's been feeling more powerful now than she has in years of just attending church. And and I believe this is the time now. Uh, no, notice I said their extended family. So it wasn't like they had a hundred yeah. people there. Uh, they had a few people yeah. there to gather praying, but the same Holy Spirit that was there back then, it's the same Holy Spirit available for us now. Yeah. What, what does it say? Uh, where two or three are gathered? Amen. There he is in the midst of them. And so with that being said, um, Michael Campbell and I are being very cautious this week with everything happening. Uh, Both of us were actually uh, inadvertently exposed to someone uh, who tested positive uh, with COVID-19. So if we sound a little bit different today, it's because, well, uh, I'm recording in office and he's actually at home and we're using a mobile setup. So we're, we're taking this seriously, but praise the Lord, God is with us may not be as clear, but uh, thanks for bearing with us, and it's just uh, still a thrill to go through the lesson each week. So thanks for joining in and listening to the podcast this week. Amen. So let's move forward. Can you tell us a little bit about Jesus and the promise of the Holy Spirit there found in the book of John? Yeah, you know, um, some great texts. Uh, I'll, I'll come to them here in just a second, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is at the center of our Christian witness, you know. And I think a big part of this lesson this week is really um, we like to think that we are the ones who do evangelism, but we're not. We're just merely witnessing to what Jesus has done, uh, and ultimately it's through the work of the Spirit and what the Spirit has done in our own lives that makes it possible to witness to others. But uh, let's go ahead and and read about that, and I'm going to start with uh, John chapter 15. Uh, the very last two verses of the chapter, uh, 26 and 27, and then I'll go ahead and uh, right after that and read John chapter 16, verse 8. The first passage reads, When the companion comes, and in my Bible the companion is capitalized, so this is a clear reference to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me, and you will testify too, because you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. And so here you have this uh, just very clear reference to the Holy Spirit, as I was just talking about, is the one who comes from the Father and witnesses of Jesus, the Spirit of truth. And then uh, chapter 16, verse 8, When he comes, he will show the world it was wrong about sin 
and righteousness and judgment. So again, uh, the Holy Spirit is witnessing to the basic principles of the gospel, what the plan, the story of salvation is all about. Amen. You know, I I challenge the readers, if, you, if you're bored and you don't know where to read in your devotional, uh, tomorrow sometime this week, uh, find a time to read John chapter 15, 16, and 17 together. And specifically because that is the abiding chapter if you abide in me, but the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to abide. And John chapter 17 is a beautiful prayer before it gets sent to me of, Lord, help them to be one as you and I are one. And some people say, well, see, it doesn't mention the Holy Spirit there, but the entire chapter before in 16 is talking about the Holy Spirit, the companion with a capital C. Mm-hmm. I love that, Michael. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, as, as you're um, taking out your Bibles and you may be home and and whatever else you're doing, um, I would invite you to also think about some creative ways to, to read the Bible, maybe as a family taking turns, or something fun that we just tried, um, you know, being under uh, self-isolation or quarantine, whatever you call it. So I was uh, cleaning out some of the closets upstairs, and one where I had a bunch of stuff packed away, found my old audio Bible uh, that I really love. It's called the Bible Experience, and it just happens to be the one that I like, but there's oh, yeah. lots of them out. And so we just plugged it in, and uh, we're listening to that on Sabbath, and it's just a really fun way to engage the Word of God. So um, check it out, and as you're reading the Word of God, look for creative, fun ways while you're home, uh, even if you're in quarantine like like we were, you know, uh, to, to let the Word of God speak. Amen. You know, a quick word on that as well, Michael. I have a contemporary yeah. English version of the Bible, which is very easy for kids to understand. And so my Ooh. kids and I left for during breakfast, our morning uh, devotional, yeah. they flip it open and we study it. You know, where did it turn to? Nice. The kids just, they bring it to me and say, Daddy, it's my turn today. And so uh, we've been having a lot, of t- f- a lot of fun with that. Yesterday was Proverbs 16. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Mm. Yes. All right. So, uh, Continuing on, let's look at the Empowered Church. Now, you and I laughed about yeah. this earlier. Uh, we're we're going to be in the book of Acts, and we're going to stay in the book of Acts until we get our act together, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 41 uh, through 42. And maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you haven't. Uh, I, won't be, I won't be mad at you or, or, or throw anything at you if you haven't. Uh, but this is talking about something. It says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of the bread and in prayers. Uh, So this is just the tip of the iceberg of what the church is doing. But notice something that is happening here. The Holy Spirit has fallen, has empowered Peter and the rest to testify. Uh, People hear languages they've never heard before, but after Mm -hmm. they're baptized... They continue steadfastly in doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. So the Holy Spirit is still moving, and it's not just about the numbers. It's what happened after the numbers. Uh, as people are continue yeah. to grow, God is empowering the church through empowering each other in fellowship and doctrine and breaking of bread and in praying. Wow. And so it, it asks this question. It says, what is the message that Luke, the author of Acts, desires to share by recording such rapid growth? And so mm-hmm. all throughout here, I won't read all these texts, but we see such rapid growth. But it happens because people are, are, are willing to be yielded 
by the Holy Spirit? Are you willing to yield to the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah, and I like the example in chapter 4, verse 31, it talks about um, where they had prayed that the place where they were gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking God's word with confidence. And yes, with, this just with boldness, holy of, boldness, right? Holy boldness. How the Holy Spirit, when he fills us, uh, gives us uh, an, an ability sometimes to speak beyond what even we feel that we're capable of. But, the you know, talk about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Holy Spirit and witnessing in the book of Acts? Sure. Um, you know, I, there's quite a few different examples that we could uh, use. Um, I'm going to turn to Acts chapter 7, verse 55, as just one of several different examples. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read this here. Stephen says that he was enabled by the Holy Spirit, stared into heaven and saw God's majesty and Jesus standing at God's right hand side. And uh, he begins to actually explain, look, I can see heaven on display. Um, and, and they were so upset that they actually threw him out of the city. But um, in fact, at the, at the very end, it's a very sad moment. But some people trace it to the birth of the Christian church where he's being literally stoned to death. And he begins to pray, Lord Jesus, accept my life. You know, um, uh, I, I like that because um, it's a tragic moment. Uh, and uh, but at the same moment, uh, the Holy Spirit gave him, in the midst of even death itself, a, a, a ability of confidence to be able to testify of his faith uh, before those gathered around him. And we know that that was actually a pivotal moment for many of those that were gathered around that were converted because they saw even in death uh, that uh, something was different about him. And that was the, the gift of the Holy Spirit that made that possible. Yeah. And, you know, it's also prophesied. You know, uh, I, I talked with a pastor right? here last week who was an atheist. And part of oh. the reason what brought him into the church was the fact that mm -hmm. uh, in Daniel 9, it talks about the Messiah being cut off, but also how this message yeah. was going to continue forth. So the stoning of Stephen is not only a pivotal moment, it was a prophesied moment. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. it's very, very powerful there. Uh, also there, the Holy Spirit witnessing Acts chapter 8, verse 29. It talks about uh, it talks about Philip, and he's, uh, he's mm -hmm. actually proclaiming uh, this message. And in verse 29, I'm going to go and read it. It says, the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot, talking about this Ethiopian eunuch. And later on in that chapter, I'm sure, pretty sure it's probably going to bring it up, he was actually, after he was done witnessing to this uh, to this eunuch, he was actually uh, transported. It says, verse 39, Now, when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on rejoicing. <laughs> and so you see here, the Holy Spirit has, uh, he's all throughout the book of Acts here. Yeah, yeah. It's a consistent theme. It's a, it's a clear and biblical teaching. We see uh, the divine work of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and it's, you know, the Holy Spirit, it's not some kind of magical potion or no. presence. It's not something that you feel. Um, it's something, it's an inward conviction where the Holy Spirit takes possession of a person's life through conviction. And as a result, um, we see evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit through changed lives, how God, in these cases, gives person courage in the midst of death or uh, courage to be able to stand up or, and uh, share what they believe with conviction all of these things are just a consistent testimony again and again 
um, that the Holy Spirit and the power of the Spirit um, is what brings about changed lives and makes um, through our everyday circumstances uh, the Holy Spirit as people see, hey, I know that person, but there's something different about that person um, because uh, I can just see the work of God through the Holy Spirit in them. They may not even be able to articulate that, but they can see that something is different about what's going on. Amen. You know, continue on continue on with that notion, with that idea. On Wednesday's yeah. lesson, the Holy Spirit, the Word, and witnessing. Uh, here, yep. just uh, Mark Finley keeps bringing up these this idea of the Holy Spirit's not only just empowering them to do something, but it's empowering them to spread the word to spread the gospel to to not just share their own words but to share the word of the lord and so in acts 13 48 through 49 says now when the gentiles heard this they were glad and glorified the word of the lord and as many as Mm. had been appointed to eternal life believed and the word of the lord was spread throughout all the region and uh, what they had heard is Paul and Barnabas coming and preaching it there in Antioch and telling them about the good news. And these people believed, and not only did they believe, they went out and start spreading the word as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want to turn to the example of Paulus in Acts chapter 18. Um, yes. I think it's a parallel here as well. And as you read that story, uh, what becomes very obvious is uh, Apollos, who was a Jew in Ephesus. It says, it goes on to say that he was a native of Alexandria. That's a very well-educated place. Um, and it says that he was well-educated uh, and effective in his use of the Scripture. So this is somebody that knows the Bible. He's smart. He's educated. And But here, verse 25, very interesting. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and spoke as one stirred up by the Holy Spirit. Mm. He accurately the things about Jesus, even though he was aware only of the baptism John proclaimed in practice. Now, this is interesting because yes, it is. Um, this indicates that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and living up to all the truth that you may know up to that time. But just because the Holy Spirit's working in somebody's life doesn't mean that, that that person has every single detail of Scripture and everything uh, figured out, you know. God takes us where we're at and works in our lives as long as we're open to the working of the Holy Spirit, and He keeps stretching us and growing us, uh, growing us where we're at. And, and I love that because here's an acknowledgement. Here's somebody that is truly filled with the Spirit, uh, but yet um, as Luke is writing about the experience, says, hey, he, he actually didn't kind of understand all of this yet. And so it's very, very interesting um, to acknowledge this understanding of um, our progressive development of of, of the gospel and inspiration. Now, I'm going to say something here that might be a little bit, um, I, I, I'm, I'm stepping on a, a, a rocky, rocky ground because there's something that I came across and we just saw it uh, in what you just say, which is, is instructing the way of the Lord. Uh, there's the word of God and then there's the word of the Lord. Uh, here later mm-hmm. in this uh, same Wednesday's lesson, Hebrews 4, the word of God is sharp, uh, is powerful, it's living, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so I want to share yeah. something, that when God speaks, yes, his word that he speaks to us will never contradict the written word, right? Uh, but uh, yeah. God is still interested in speaking to us, but we need to be interested yeah. in listening. And sometimes that's mm-hmm. giving a person that's in the midst of COVID-19, that's having a mental breakdown, and they haven't told anyone, but the Holy Spirit's tugging in your heart to call them and tell them. That is the word of the Lord. 
God is using you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's using you. So we need to be in tune with God. And, and, and so that we understand the word of God actually gives us the ability to hear the word of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, holy boldness. And it's not guilt tripping. I know no. some people, you know, try to guilt trip. You know, if you don't do evangelism, then people aren't going to be saved. And the sort of guilt tripping God is, is not in the business of trying to guilt trip and make you feel guilty. Uh, but but as we respond, just like when we fall in love with somebody, it's a natural thing that we want to do in a contagious way and share that love with other people. And so and the Holy Spirit will impress upon our hearts. Hey, here's an opportunity. You know, speak up. This is this is the moment um, that this person may be open and will give you the words at just the right time to speak up in a, in a loving and winsome way. Amen. Amen. I don't think we could say any any better than that. Uh, so it t- uh, that was teaching us about the relationship between the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and witnessing the New Testament church. And then Thursday's lesson, uh, Michael, it talks about the life-transforming power of the Holy Spirit. And can you tell yeah. us anything about these texts here? Well, there's uh, the, this lesson is just full of texts. And again, they're all in, in the book of Acts. So we could uh, look at several of them. Uh, the first one that's an example is the uh, story of Lydia. And I actually love this story because I love collecting shells. And so she was a uh, person who was uh, collecting uh, purple dye. So she would have used the uh, uh, shells that were around there to, to do that. So it's kind of a little interesting little tidbit there. Uh, but it says that uh, on the Sabbath, um, it's talking about um, visiting Philippi. And that on the Sabbath, they went out from to the city gate to the riverbank where they uh, where we thought there might be a place of prayer. So they're looking for that kind of quiet place that you're talking about, Buster. Yes. And sat down, and began to talk with the women who had gathered. And and I like this because, you know, a lot of evangelism just happens organically. It's not like they planned an evangelistic meeting. They didn't plan some kind of intentional thing. This is they're just looking for a place to be with God. And, and then while they're in the midst of doing that, uh, here's a, some people that God just brings across their path. And then it says, here was this woman named Lydia, a Gentile, God worshiper from another city, uh, Thyatira, and a dealer in purple cloth, as I mentioned. And she listened, and the Lord enabled her to embrace Paul's message. And then at verse 15, once she and her household were baptized, she urged, now that you have decided that I am a believer in the Lord, come and stay in my house. And she persuaded us. Uh, according to the account here in Luke by um, in the book of Acts. So uh, beautiful. I mean, I just heart response. Somebody is so excited um, that she wants to take care of the people who shared this message with them. So beautiful, Paul beautiful. They're going around. They're just, you know, it's just happening, you know, looking for a place to worship and stumbled onto some people. And they were just so thrilled with the message. It just had radically changed and transformed their life. Amen. You know, I have a very similar uh, uh, testament that actually happened in Acts chapter 18. It says verse 8, mm-hmm. but uh, here Paul and, and Barnabas, uh, uh, they're actually going to, um, or actually this is uh, Silas and Timothy and Paul, they actually come to uh, Macedonia, or they come from Macedonia, and when they come, uh, the Holy Spirit tells them to go and preach to the Jews, and they departed to a, a house of a man named Justice because they were kicked out of the synagogue because no one believed. But uh, Justice lived next to the synagogue, and Crispius, Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. And so 
it's it's beautiful to hear once again how mm-hmm. people you thought that wouldn't listen and now people that were listening simply because the Holy Spirit is convicting hearts no matter where you go. Wow. Wow. You know, it's interesting how God surprises you in, in different ways that you don't expect. And one interesting story happened this last school year. We we had a student that decided to enroll at Southwestern. Her whole family, including herself, they're all atheists. But she came for some activity, so I'm bragging a little bit about Southwestern, but I'm just a little bit biased, you know. Same here. And, uh, <laughs> and so she came to campus, and I, she, she didn't even remember what the event was, but it was something that there was something different about the people on this campus, and whatever they have, I want it, I need it. And this last year, um, as she was taking classes, um, she gave her heart to Christ. She became a Christian um, as she started reading the Bible for the first time. And so, and she's been just so thrilled about how her life has just been turned upside down. And and that's that's just the work of the Holy Spirit, I think, um, convicting her heart and life. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch somebody uh, for the very first time go from a world basically with no hope, uh, you know, and, you know, she didn't saw it, didn't have any real meaning or purpose and now is, is is sharing her testimony how her life uh she has a sense of fulfillment and purpose now for the first time amen you know that's that's the thing about it it was the holy spirit but the holy spirit yeah. works through people and the holy spirit was working through the people to be a witness to her and i think that yeah. ties in perfectly with the lessons about this week and thank you so much for bringing that example up michael absolutely well uh, I guess we've kind of gone through another week. It's gone by quickly. Yes, it has. <laughs> well, if you get a chance, uh, don't miss out. Uh, there's a great uh, couple chapters that are referenced on Friday from Acts of the Apostles on the gift of the Spirit and Desire of Ages. Let not your heart be troubled. Um, you don't want to miss out yes. on those chapters. Two, two of my favorite chapters in the Conflict of the Ages series that, again, kind of reinforce the message for this week about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our witness. Yes. And you know, one of my favorite uh, quotes comes from, comes out of there as well, which is we oftentimes want to control the spirit, but we're, we can't control the spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit controls yeah. us. And so we have to Ooh. yield. And that's desire of ages, page 672. I'll put it this way, but many will not yeah. submit to this. They want to manage themselves. This is why they do not receive the heavenly gift only to wow. those who wait humbly upon God who watch for his guidance and grace is his spirit given. Wow. Amen. So thank you so much. And I pray that we're all willing to give up self to pick up more of Christ. Well, I think we hit it on the head. So with that, uh, we'll put a wrap on this week. This is uh, Soup. And Swoops. Signing out. Signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.